charge of the tippler, a red-haired lean fellow took his time and pressed on the lever with a sleepy hand. And above them the wind grew stronger, its great icy blasts cutting rhythmically like the strokes of a scythe. Morning, replied the old man. There was a silence. The young man who felt that he was being eyed suspiciously spoke his name at once. My name is Etienne Lantier. I'm a mechanic. I don't suppose there's any work to be had here. The flames lit him up. He must have been about twenty-one, a very dark, handsome man who looked strong in spite of his thin limbs. The driver, reassured, shook his head. Work for a mechanic? No. Two of them came by yesterday. No, there's nothing. A sudden gust of wind cut short their speech. Pointing to the dark heap of buildings at the foot of the spoil tip, Etienne asked, It's a pit, isn't it? But this time the old man could not reply. He was choked by a violent cough. Eventually he spat and his spittle left a black patch on the crimson soil. Yes, a pit. Lavoreau. Look, the miner's village is quite near. It was now his turn to gesture, and with outstretched arm he pointed through the darkness to the village whose rooftops the young man had earlier glimpsed. But the six tubs were empty now, and he followed them without cracking his whip, his legs stiffened by rheumatism, while the big sandy horse went on by itself, plodding onwards between the rails. A fresh blast of wind bristled its coat. Lavoureux was now emerging from its shadowy dream. Etienne, losing himself in front of the brazier, warming his poor chapped hands, looked round and could see each part of the pit. The screening shed with its pitch roof, the headgear over the pit shaft, the vast winding engine house, the square tower of the drainage pump, the pit crammed into the bottom of a hollow with its squat brick buildings, raising its chimney like a threatening horn, seemed to him to have the evil air of a gluttonous beast crouching there to devour the earth. While examining it he thought of himself, of his vagabond existence these eight days he'd been seeking work. He saw himself again at his workshop at the railway, hitting his boss, driven from Lille, driven from everywhere. On Saturday he had arrived at Marchienne, where they said that work was to be had at Les Forges, and there was nothing, neither at Les Forges nor at Sonneville's. It had to spend the Sunday hidden beneath a woodpile in a cartwright's yard, from where the watchman had just turned him out at two o'clock in the morning. He had nothing, not a penny, not even a crust of bread. What was he supposed to do now, wandering aimlessly along the roads, not knowing where to shelter himself from the wind? Yes, it was a coal mine all right. The scattered lanterns lit up the yard. A door, suddenly opened, had enabled him to catch sight of the furnaces in a clear blaze of light. He could now work out what everything was, even the pump letting off steam, that long, raucous, ceaseless wheezing which seemed to be the monster's congested breathing. The tippler operator, doubled up over his machine, had not even lifted his eyes to Etienne, who was about to pick up his little bundle, which had fallen to the floor, when a fit of coughing announced the driver's return. Slowly he emerged from the darkness, followed by the sandy horse drawing six more tubloads. Are there any factories in Monsou? 
asked the young man. The old man spat black phlegm, then replied loudly into the wind, Oh, there's no shortage of factories. Should have seen it three or four years ago. Everything was roaring with life then. There weren't enough workers and wages had never been so high. And now we all have to tighten our belts again. Nothing but misery in these parts. Everyone being laid off, workshops closing one after the other. Perhaps it's not the Emperor's fault, but why should he go and fight in America? Not to mention all the beasts dying from cholera like the people. In short, breathless sentences, the two continued to exchange grievances. Etienne recounted his futile searches of the past week. What was he supposed to do? Die of hunger? Soon the roads would be full of beggars.